This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Hey, welcome to the Jeremiah Show, and this is the Eric Durst VFX series, part three. Well, man, we, we've had so much time with Eric, and we're so honored. He is a VFX supervisor and award winner. In fact, just won the 2023 Visual Effects Society Award. Cream, uh, creme de la creme, the, the top award there for he and his team, his VFX team. They won it for outstanding supporting visual effects in a photo reel episode that's five days at memorial it was in day two uh it's the levees break the uh you know and if you've ever we've all heard about it we all watched that on um, that horrifying uh natural disaster occur this story five days at memorial really brings something to light that i had never heard of but eric and his team uh the visual effects in this are incredible because we we've heard about it but, but how many of us saw that levy break and if you've used your imagination and you can imagine how horrible it is uh eric brought it to life and um and it's just really amazing to see you got to check it out it's on apple tv five days at memorial it's a limited series um I also wanted to point out, this is part three. So Eric has joined us over the last two months. And part one was episode 548. So you definitely want to watch it on YouTube because Eric has actually taken our video from the show, our, our, our basic Zoom video, and he's added his sizzle reel that he uses uh, to, to get jobs in Hollywood. Uh, he's added some of his best work to that to that reel that, you'd, that, that you're going to recognize. He's also added the scene that I spoke of uh, with the levy breaking and so much more um, through these two episodes. And I'm going to give you the episode numbers, but it's pretty easy. If you're on YouTube or you're on any podcast site, just type in Eric's Dur Eric Durst uh, VFX series and you're going to find him. Part one, we talked about the Apple TV five days of memorial and, and, he, and he explained the process. And really brought it to life you know for us visually and and audio wise um the second episode was 549 um the fx series part two and he it, we talked about batman forever and how eric created gotham city and there are some great still photography shots of Gotham City. It's just amazing. I've also got them on my Facebook page if you want to check them out. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, it's so Lots great to talk about. Yeah, there is. And I'm going to let you do that. I just wanted to mention at the top here, um, quickly before we get going, you worked on 
this the uh, movie Thirteen Hours, and it was it, 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 it's a story about a town that just gets decimated by a tornado. Uh, as our friend Anne Hache was late Anne Hache in it, uh, and other, some other great actors. And I, you created the visual effects, if I'm not mistaken, for that movie, right? Myself and uh, the and, team and of team, yeah. Method up in Toronto did. Yeah. So w- I wanted to point that out because the last couple of weeks, oh my God, what's happened with tornadoes, you know, yeah. uh, through Tornado Alley there and, and around and moving and shifting and, you know, the weather's just just pretty crazy out there. When I saw this town decimated uh, and the images in, in multiple towns, it looked... I thought I was watching 13 hours again. I mean, it, you, right. how did you create that, uh, just that landscape with, was it all? Sure. You know, just because it's, I think it's topical right now. And then we're going to get into the topics for today's show. Yeah. Well, we, um, uh, we shot this in Oklahoma city outside of Oklahoma city, which is just sort of the epicenter of, of tornadoes. And uh, one of our producers on the show is actually a storm chaser Mm -hmm. and uh, amazing footage of him in cars with windows, you know, popping out and things like that. So the the idea of that movie was it wanted to be as authentic as possible. So we really did everything possible to to try to get that authenticity. Um, one of the sequences where we're in a neighborhood where it's just all this debris and everything has just been pummeled. Um, we used the same uh, same company that Twister had used a uh, number of years ago. And, uh, and, they, and they shot in the same area in outside of Oklahoma City. And um, so th- it was a demolition demolition company. So they demolished houses and, and things like that. And they had this you know, all this kind of just wreckage and they brought out, I don't know how many trucks. It was like something like 10 or 15 trucks full of debris. And we fill this whole area, which really helped in the visual effects because in visual effects, you, you want to have as much real as possible and then build on top of that. And so we had a very good foundation to work from in those instances and then built uh, the, of, of course, you know, whenever you're shooting, the, the sky doesn't look like a tornado sky. You have to put that in as well as uh, when the tornadoes are coming, you need to put that in. And, and when it hits the ground and, and things are flying around, you, you, you put that in as well. But a, a lot of it was done. The art direction was very good on that. And, and the really, even though it was a very tight situation we had literally just weeks to to prep it and uh weeks to shoot it it was a very it was a low budget lower budget indie film and we didn't have you know 100 million dollars to do it so we had to do it very quickly but um a lot of that was just having the the resources uh of that kind of debris in camera which helped enormously Mm. Uh, you're from arkansas is it little rock arkansas yeah Uh, i know that your even your your personal your family uh was affected by the tornadoes that yeah. came through a couple of weeks ago everybody okay? yeah I, it uh, i called my sister and it just because i saw that coming up and and just a few hours before um her uh her her uh, her daughter's um uh, husband's house had been demolished and um that was like 
you know, in real time, that kind of thing. Mm, it just happened out of nowhere. Are they okay? Everybody okay? Yeah, everyone's okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, well, Eric, I want to, again, thank you for, for doing this series with us. It's just fascinating. Right. How often do, uh, I would say almost never, I don't, I haven't seen many uh, people like Eric with Eric's stature and his experience on uh, radio shows, podcasts, and, and YouTube to, to give his time and talk about just the amazing, incredible things that are happening uh, in, in his world and VFX uh, in the movies that we all love and enjoy. And I think this series, this topic today is so timely. It's all over the news right now. Uh, Eric's here to talk to us about the future of visual effects, including AI machine learning uh actors uh what do you how do you term it correctly with the actors visual actors visual yeah. actors so i mean i can't imagine a, a better topic to cover today with eric um let's as always i don't know a lot about it so if you don't mind me asking some simple questions um sure on, on behalf of probably a lot of people out there that that see this amazing work that you guys do and 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 people in your industry but really don't know how it happens or maybe even what it means. Um, first, let's just start with a simple one. What is AI? AI is, is sort of a broad term. It's, it's a, a, it seems like a simple term for a very complex yeah. <laughs> event thing that's happening. And it's, uh, it basically is machines learning off of each other and, um, you know, it's happening so quickly, it's very hard to sort of for all of us to wrap our heads around. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of discussion about a moratorium, a six month moratorium on on AI just to figure out what the hell's happening, because it's it's influencing us in in all kinds of ways. And it will only exponentially or doubly exponentially uh, evolve. So um, it's the kind of thing that I think everyone, because of uh, chat GPT is, is something that everyone is sort of wrapping their head around. The fact that Microsoft has bought a portion of uh, OpenAI, which develops it um, and it's being embedded in the software. Uh, it, it's something that is is influencing everybody so it's um something that is uh is on everybody's mind and essentially it is um you know in in ai and the ai system and the chat systems if i'm getting this right is they pretty much can read the entire internet so it understands knows the internet that's the the p the pre-trained part of gpt it's a pre-trained so it it basically understands everything that's been written and it can also start uh the 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 ai systems are able to actually learn on top of that so they inform themselves so it's sort of a growing entity and then it can work in ways that um can speak sort of natural language so and if i'm getting this right sort of the t of gpt the transformer which is a type of uh language i'm simplifying it but basically able to to transform it into an uh, a way that we can understand um and the g part is generative so it can generate images based on images and thoughts and and phrases on this pre-existing understanding of all everything that's in the internet and then um 
and feed it back to people in a, a way that we can understand. And so it's uh, it's something that is building uh, influence because it's going to become your best friend. It, it's it can has the potential to more than potential. It will understand exactly what you like, what you dislike. It could be your best friend. It can it can inform you in all kinds of ways. And so, you know, it has a lot of uh, dangers. But I think the big movement right now is to just sort of because everything is being presented like GPT-4 is has is come out and it's embedded into software. It goes into public without really um, vetting. So uh, that's sort of the danger that everyone sees is like this is this is a superpower that's being brought to everyone's into everyone's life without really understanding what it does. And so people want to stop or just push back on that. And as uh, Tristan Harris and uh, Eva Raskin uh, have the Center for Humane Technology, they're really good guys. They created the Social Dilemma, which was on uh, Netflix, got 100 million views of it. They have a very interesting talk uh, called the AI Dilemma. It's out on YouTube. And they have their own podcast also. It's called the um, uh, Your Undivided Attention, where they talk about these kind of issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, their whole idea is is basically not to stop um, not to stop the development of, of AI because there's tremendous value that's coming from that, but just to sort of hold on and just see what 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 kind of what influence this will yeah. have on us because social um, uh, you know so uh, social media has a lot of influence on us as well so. Anyway, we're just trying to, to wrap our heads around it. And well, you mentioned at the top there, lies. there's uh, Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak uh, signed an open letter calling for a moratorium on the advanced AI systems, and then they've got over a thousand signatures with people in the in the industry. Uh, fifty thousand. Oh, fifty thousand! Wow, credible um, and kind of scary if they're. Going, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't get it out there too fast. Um, the guys that are living and dealing with this like you are every day. Um, that's my first point. Second point, uh, the um, I, I want to go through pros and cons of AI, you know, from your standpoint and the things that, that we could worry about. But just to, just very topical today, right before we started the show, and I'm going to set this up for Dr. D here, uh, he gets a message from Google, a new assistant on Google, brand new. I don't know if they launched it an hour ago or what, starting to ask, hey, I'm your assistant. I can help you with this, this, and this, and this. And he's like, he got a little bit freaked out, right, Dr. D? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, I didn't call, I didn't say, yeah. hey, Google. I didn't say that. <laughs> and yet, Jeremiah and I were having this conversation. I looked down and going, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I want to take it down to, uh, to, to brass tacks here. Isn't AI just code zeros and ones? And if that's the case, uh, which would interfere with, oh, good, my Google just went off again on my phone. Um, it's listening, Doc. It's, listen, it's always listening. <laughs> it's your uh, new best friend. It is indeed. Actually, I communicate with God through Google. <laughs> okay. But if it's just code then what is everybody so afraid of? All you have to do is go in and rewrite the code. If, if for some reason it becomes so intelligent that, you know, we, we've seen all the sci-fi movies about 
AI wanting to kill all of the humans <laughs> and so forth. Can you talk to us about a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, if it's code and you're programming it, then you understand what that code is and you can go manipulate it. However, if the code is building and designing its own code, you've lost control. You do not know how things are created. And that's one of the, the issues is that things are happening that the leading scientists, the leading AI scientists who should know, don't know how this happens or why this happens. It's, it's unexpected. So the control factors are being lost. And so it's generating its own, you know, it, its own thought system. So um, that's, that's where part of the, the reserve is happening with this, this letter that Musk and everyone is writing about. Um, and also a part of the thing with Elon Musk and OpenAI, which developed uh, OpenGBT, and, and they sold it to Microsoft. One of the things that Elon Musk did when it was first started, and, and himself, Reid Hoffman, and, and others uh, started OpenAI in, I think, 2019, um, their, their idea was it was open source. So it was like public access. And the fact that it was sold to a corporation, in this case, Microsoft, and then Google has its own friendly agent that uh, you just uh, met. Um, <laughs> that's that's one of the problems where you get like the development of this with financial incentives and everyone wanting to beat each other out. So there's uh, they don't want to stop. They want to like whether it's dangerous or not, you know. It doesn't matter. They want to be. They don't want to be beaten by the other people. So it's this comp economic competition in line with something that has so so much power well, that Eric, is not controllable. That's it, the danger here. In terms of what you do, and in terms of entertainment, and, and let's let's take the the more positive road here, and uh, you know, in terms of what. You, what you're working on or what you're seeing what do you what are the benefits and we do we've got 20 minutes left and we've got a lot to talk about so i'm going to take this answer and then we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh some of the other topics like machine learning and and uh, but but sure. what I, I think one one of the things that i've become acquainted with most recently and and seeing i've known known about it but it's now it's it's so powerful is digital actors. And so basically uh, there's a company that um, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, who do South Park uh, have uh, developed called Deep Voodoo and uh, did a demonstration with them the other day where you can put somebody's face on. In this case, I was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So um, my, I'm me now, but then Arnold Schwarzenegger's face comes on me and I'm moving and every gesture that I do it, you see Arnold doing it. And it's not Eric with an Arnold mask doing it, but it's actually when I smile, it's Arnold smiling. So it's got his the essence of Arnold Schwarzenegger in my performance. So uh, that was just astounding to see. And they have all these other digital actors that they they have put together. That still and sounds scary. For, 
What's that? That still sounds a little scary, though. I mean, uh, it, it is a little scary, but it's also entertaining. I mean, they're f- fantastic uh, entertainers, and they have yeah. a number of like, like Sassy Justice, which is a, a, a YouTube video out there, which is now now about a year old now, a year and a half maybe, and they have some new thing, new projects coming. But they're they're into parody and they're into that kind of humor, yeah. and so they make it fun, and so it's. Um, uh, you know, it's a very powerful tool that they have developed, but that kind of technology is also in TikTok. So they're like, if you go on TikTok, uh, which I don't do TikTok, but if you do, there's like the glamour uh, filter, which makes you look like a glamorous version of yourself. It takes all the features of you. It's all in real time. And so your face immediately transforms to a supermodel. And then uh, you have the teenage effect, which is basically can de-age you about 15, 20 years in real time. So that kind of instant digital, I say digital actor, but digital uh, face that you can you can do yourself is um, is challenging, especially for people who don't have a good sense of self-identity. And uh, you see yourself with the glamour. Uh, feature and that oh I'm really you know I look yeah. fantastic and yeah. then you cut it off and it's like ooh who's that and that's me in real life and it certainly doesn't do much for self esteem. Does do you think do you see this encouraging uh, people to live more and more in in those type of realities where they look better they sure. feel better yeah yeah and so it, like everything there there are two sides to this and these two good and evil you know sides good usage bad usage are sort of next to each other all the time certainly in entertainment you can see the value of doing this if you're an actor uh that's that's a, a threat or a feeling of a threat you know where you could have anybody could act uh you could have an actor but they don't have the right look you could put a digital the perfect face on them it doesn't even have to be from a real person it can be a a synthetic version or a blend or morph between the best features of of three different actors and you can combine them together and um so that kind of thing is going to be happening and i think the thing that has has shifted here is it, it can be real time now and so um, if we have a minute, just uh, the original definition that I said of visual effects was uh, that those are images or those are uh, that's film, film images that you can't photograph or film images you can't see with your naked eye. And now it's sort of shifting where you can see it in real time. You can see it with your eye if your eye is is the screen or looking at the screen. So um, we've sort of gone full circle from original photography where we're photographing sets and Westerns mm-hmm. out in Simi Valley where, you know, <laughs> uh, people are uh, horses are doing the real things and, and the camera is photographing it to this digital uh, uh, version of things, which takes time. It's not real time. It takes months and years to put these things together where you're finally seeing it on a, a, a cinema screen. Now we're seeing it where it's real time. And so that uh, we're sort of going back to where you're seeing it as the eye would see it, but it's not your physical eye, it's your digital eye. Mm. Got it. Great. Well, um, 
you, do you have a real quick uh, best example of who's doing of a film or a project right now that you like that that represents what you just described? Um, let's see. As an example, uh, I, I would say it's not really in film; it's more in games. So it's more in game engine okay. uh, work. Uh, uh, the um, the game engines are basically software that works in real time. So it's photo real images, worlds, people moving around. So if you're a gamer, you're moving around in those worlds and you want them to be as photorealistic as possible. Yeah. And that game engine has been uh, really started with with game technology, but now it's being used in studios, visual effects studios, to do uh, visual effects in real time. And so it sort of gravitated from that down to the visual effects world and the film world. Fascinating. We're talking with Eric Durst. Uh, he's here for part three of the Eric Durst vfx series he's a vfx supervisor he and his exceptional talented vfx team just won the 2023 visual effects society awards for outstanding supporting visual effects in a photo reel episode at five in five days at memorial day two the levy breaks you can check it out on apple tv plus and it's a limited series uh i watched the whole thing it's just it's just incredible incredible story Go back and check out part one and part two. You can get them on any podcast uh, site. And also, uh, I want to mention again, go to YouTube cause, and watch the interview because Eric actually took our YouTube video of the interview and he added uh, you know, some of his work to, to both part one and part two. Uh, so really, really, really great stuff. I also wanted to mention just before we go to break here that I uh, checked out that video, uh, the documentary last night on Netflix of Steve, Steve Aoki. Uh, it's called I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. All of the music in this soundtrack, you know, as you guys know, I pick original music for every soundtrack. And I just thought the futuristic uh, EDM music uh, fit with this topic today. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Short break. We'll be back with Eric Durst. Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on the Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hi there, everybody. This is Anne H. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Please visit me at MarielHemingway.co or the All for One Club and join the Barefoot Challenge. Hi, this is Eric Durst, and welcome to the Eric Durst VFX Series Part 3 on The Jeremiah Show. And my VFX team and I won the Visual Effects Society Award for Five Days at Memorial, which is on Apple TV+. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you, 
to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Jeremiah Show. If you're just joining us, uh, you're definitely going to want to go to the podcast or YouTube and watch the first half. We're with Eric Durst. This is the Eric Durst VFX series. Eric is an expert in the field, a, a VFX supervisor. They just won a 2023 Visual Effects Society Awards for Five Days at Memorial Day 2 on Apple TV. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to set Eric up here. He's going to actually forget about AI taking over. Eric Durst is taking over, <laughs> Dr. D. He's taking over the show now eric's going to show us so you definitely want to watch this interview on youtube uh some of his work here and some things he's working on and some examples eric it's all yours so uh, visual effects is evolving as everything in the world is evolving we were talking about uh, uh ai and and how that's influencing everything in society etc and uh, the visual effects world itself also is is evolving and um the one of the uh, friction points in visual effects is and getting images that you can't see in in front of you uh, combine those together and form sort of unique images. The friction point has been time and money and just getting things to be in front of the screen, uh, unique images, unique places, all that kind of stuff, getting there as quickly as possible. And one of the one of the areas that has really grown and is growing even more so and will in many ways take over a lot of production is virtual production. Virtual production means that you can go in, uh, into a set that has these giant screens and these screens will you can project images on them and it looks like you are in Egypt or you're in uh the Grand Canyon or wherever you want to be. Incredible. So instead of sending a whole film crew out to this location, you can, uh, you can, uh, I, I don't want to say fake it, but anyway, you're faking it. You're, uh, you're putting it together um, on a, on a set. And I have some examples. I was down at uh, Amazon uh, the other day, two days ago, and hopefully I can show these. It was a public event. So I'm, I'm, assuming so and so uh if i can i can share a screen here and show you what we're talking about so uh give me one second here yeah while you're doing that um eric while you're pulling that up do you what you mentioned like you can put your film crew in egypt rather than sending the whole film crew to egypt what do you think uh does this save ultimately is it going to save uh, on film production costs and and make film filmmaking easier and or uh, m- more profitable. So if you can see that, 
Can you guys see that? I can see it, yeah. And how would you, for the okay. for the, the listeners in the, the cars, on the radio, and the podcast, how would you describe what we're looking at on So this uh, is a set that is, let's say it's about, um, in front of you is sort of a circular background. And this background of screens that you can project things on, or you can, it's a giant TVs. If you can imagine like, like a big sound a stage. giant 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 uh jumbotrons that you you see at a sports arena uh those are wrapped around your screen in let's say 210 degrees so it's quite significant wrap around and there are also screens above you and so these screens you can put anything in you can put photography and also we were talking about generated images from a game engine where when you move it moves so you can fabricate an environment and as the camera moves it knows where that is knows how everything supposed to look and i'll show you it's is it my imagination or it looks like some of the letters because they're little if to explain to the listener it's like a big sound stage a stage and then uh imagine you know like the tv screen wrapping around and then bits like uh blocks of where you put data, where you put the photos that you're talking about or the images. And there's like an L and there's a K and there's, you know, it's got different words. Is it my imagination? It looks like as my eyes move, the, the numbers move or the letters move, or is that just a, of, I think that's your eyes, but oh, I have something <laughs> in my coffee but, today. <laughs> oh, what, uh, that, I'm glad you brought this up where, if you can see my cursor, where, uh, welcome Somerset, England. The Jeremiah show is now the, on the, core the radio. Audience. Keep on uh, rocking the to ceiling, the core, core radio. The, the Jeremiah show airs at 10 PM, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Core radio dot rocks. Hi, I'm Andras Jones from radio. And you're listening to the Jeremiah show. And I'm so excited that they are, if you're flying somebody, you could actually put a, a wire down there and put a what's called a pick point or a, a point in the grid above and lift them up. So these are holes, areas in the screen itself that you can rig. Uh, cars to move or things like that, uh, which you often have to do on a set. So those are open areas. Would this be a good uh, spot to stop real quick and take a commercial break, Eric, or or, uh, or do you need to finish up that thought? Okay, we'll be right back with Eric Dirtz, VFX supervisor. Uh, This is part three in the series. Very fascinating stuff. We'll be right back. Jeremiah Show.
Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Check out part one and part two. Uh, you can find it on the Jeremiah Show. Type in Eric Durst, you'll find it. Uh, Eric, you're right in the middle of uh, showing us on, on the YouTube channel when you watch the interview. You're you were out at Amazon Studios and you're showing us what do you call this again? That you're this this is a volume. It's called a volume, and it's a virtual production stage. So it's a stage that you can put any kind of background, any kind of image on these screens. And I will show you in a second where uh, you can see what this turns into. And it looks very different than what this image is. Right now we're looking just at the screens themselves. And I'll move it like that. And so now it becomes a saloon. And so this image now has depth. It's uh, when you're there, it's a uh, hundred times more powerful than, <laughs> than what you see here. Uh, you perceive depth. You don't get any sense that they're flat screens. Hmm. And so this is where visual effects is now becoming more like live action used to be, where uh, the, the camera could just photograph, just uh, record what's in front of the camera. Now what's in front of the camera can be manipulated. So you can be in an area, in this case, you can see this this couple who are at a table at this saloon and it's all there in real time. They can move around as they move around the, the parallax or the the, uh, the 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 background will move as it would in real life. And so you can do enormous amount of photography in these environments. It doesn't have to be a saloon. It could be the Grand Canyon. It could be anywhere and if you can imagine what it takes to move a film crew of let's say 250 people from one location to another uh when we were here that day uh we did five four different setups we did a daylight exterior we did this interior we did two other environments and we shot those in about a half a day and we're able to go to these four locations, which in real life would have taken a week plus to move everybody from one place to another. And this could be in this could be a, a downtown like enormous amount of hope in this to uh, change the way production is done right now. It's still on the expensive side. You need a lot of images, lots of environments that you're going to use over and over and over again to make it make the cost savings for this. But you can you can you can see how how this could really 
uh, thousands of different environments, a movie could go in and just bring up those environments and you could be there. What's real so anymore? That's, uh, I mean, what is, Eric, this is incredible because what it makes me think of like is, what is real? <laughs> and right. what, you know, what is reality? What is real? What is not? I mean, it's gonna, the line is getting blurrier and blurrier. All right, we better take another quick break. This is our final break. We'll be right back with Eric Durst, VFX supervisor, and our special guest today in the Eric Durst VFX uh, series. We'll be right back. I love it when you cry. It's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hi, this is Carol Swarbrick. Check out Miss Lillian, More Than a President's Mother. It's a wonderful film, and you can find that on Amazon Prime. And I am so pleased to bring you back to the Jeremiah Show. Back to the Jeremiah show. This is the Eric Durst VFX series, part three. Welcome back, Eric. Thank you. So, lots going on in in the world itself, as well as visual effects. And I think, it, as we've seen and, and talked about earlier, there is so much going on in terms of visual uh, virtual production, in terms of what's happening with AI, the exponential growth, uh, the ability to like with these engines, we didn't even talk about like uh, Mid Journey or DALI or, you know, languages, uh, programs you can put in words and it becomes images and you can shift them around and make them all kinds of different things. Reality is is becoming very manipulatable. And so that is sort of the nuts and bolts of what visual effects does. There are good sides and bad sides to that, but you can imagine what can be done in visual effects in the future. And when I say future, I don't mean like years from now, I mean like days from now. Uh, things are exponentially changing fast, very fast. And so the next time we, we have our meetup uh, for number four, 
we can just continue on because I'm sure many things will happen now yes. that we couldn't even have imagined. <laughs> he said number four, he's coming back. We haven't scared him away yet. Oh my God. I mean, uh, this is what a, what an hour and, and what a, what a pleasure to learn about this stuff from you, Eric, but God, does that, does that, God, I hate to bring up scared, but you said in an hour, it's just changing by the hour in days. It's going to be totally different than it was today. Uh, these shows are going it's, to be outdated ter- very it's quickly. It's terrifying and thrilling at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be, right, for you? Especially for you, <laughs> what you do. Uh, are you just, uh, how do you keep up with that uh, technology training-wise and for your team? Or is it, is well, it, is I mean, it that's pretty easy? The, uh, great thing to be in, the great thing about being in, in Los Angeles is that this is sort of the epicenter of a lot of this, this stuff. I mean, AI is sort of ubiquitous. It's everywhere. But, but um, the development of turning this into ways in which to use it into the film uh, arena, film and television area is happening a lot of it's happening in la and so it's it's great to i'm I'm open to see anybody and everyone who's developing things and spend my time a lot of my time just trying to stay up stay stay involved in it and and see what's happening because things that you never expected to be fantastic you get an invite to something you go to it and it blows your mind so there's a lot going on right now and um I'm just uh, uh, trying to keep up, as all of us are. Yeah, Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Great conversation. Eric, again, thank you. Uh, sounds like you are so busy out there. And I mean, he was at Amazon Studios this week. He was at, uh, with, with, um, uh, with the guys at, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, um, deep, deep, uh, deep, deep Voodoo, Voodoo yeah. uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, South Park Studios. Uh, your life sounds really fun. I'm glad that we get to share a little bit of it with you. This has been the Eric Durst uh, VFX series part three and uh we've just confirmed that we get lit variety and everybody know uh, hollywood reporter uh, eric durst is going to be back for part four and i can't wait for that eric thank you so much my friend um thank hopefully you. next time we've got your new website up and we can promote that okay okay see you later take Com- care take care you my, my friend communicate uh but listen more and evolve have a great week everyone Look at you, I feel
this is comedian Mod Chobrani, and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. I love you. I love It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.